Hello and welcome to SN Hell. And this Saturday night in SN Hell, Matt and I are listing our top three favorite impressions and top three recurring characters thus far on Saturday Night Live. We are at the end of season two, but we are also willing to dig back into season one to pull up some of our, our favorites just to keep a, a running a running list. We're going with our top three impressions and recurring characters from seasons one and two. Let's do impressions first. Who's your third favorite impression on Saturday Night Live up to the end of season two? My third favorite impression right now is Dan Aykroyd as Jimmy Carter. There is a benevolence yet an absolute sinister vibe to Dan's Jimmy Carter. I love when he says something unpalatable to the masses and then looks in the camera and flashes that smile. Uh, He gets better as he goes on. It's versatile. It is pretty much... And, you know, Dan is just a master at this kind of shit. My my number three, Jimmy Carter, Dan Aykroyd. Very good impression. Yeah. My number three is actually, uh, I went the other way, Richard Nixon by Dan Aykroyd. Um, I know we've talked about how real it seems, but uh, it's still a damn good impression. Some of these sketches have been too long, but that's more on the fault of the writers, I think, than than the impression itself. I'm a fan of Nixon's era and reading a lot about Watergate, as I've said, probably ad nauseum. And uh, I just really enjoy this Nixon, and I think it's probably the best Nixon I've seen. Concerned, I know there's folks like uh, like Rich Little that does a very good Nixon as well, but uh, I like I like the madness that Dan brings to his Richard Nixon. Definitely a madness. I almost, and I know I've mentioned this to you before, Keith. I almost find it too on the nose mm. to the to the point where he could just play Richard Nixon. Uh, in in a certain era. You know, that coupled with the excessive ambitiousness of some of the sketches uh, maybe took the edge off for me. But there's no denying that Dan Aykroyd nails it. And and to be fair, like a lot of the strength of this Nixon comes off the first season where they did Nixon's final days and they did that sketch where he was uh, in an ape mask and stuff, but where season two was a little uh, crummier with the sketches. But uh, but no, Nixon made three, actually edged out Carter for me. So what's your number two? My number two impression is Chevy Chase as President Gerald Ford. Neat. I have a, such a mixed relationship with this man and this character. You know, we had a few episodes where I just couldn't stand Ford, but I don't know if Chevy found it or if I found Chevy in his impression of it. But when we start the season with a couple of, with the Lily Tomlin episode and the Karen Black episode, when they're doing Debate 76 on both episodes, there is a weird genius in the fact that Chevy is just not, he's not even trying. He's just doing Chevy as a a bumbling person and calling it Ford. But the commitment to it and the you know what really sells it is that the writers know what's up and you know chevy was one of the writers i gotta give chevy chase credit i know nobody likes him anymore whatever it's 1976 or something but uh the point is is that i i think that the jokes really work around it and chevy's impression and they they write to it to a point where you know i liked that chris christopherson confrontation almost and when he came out in debate 76 in those two episodes to our surround us ford i I was all in it lasted with me it chevy chase's ford left a really lasting impression with me yeah is it a good impression of ford (laughs) 
it's it's Chevy <laughs> doing his shtick, but the commitment it works for me. No one else ever touched Ford on the show, and any time they've had Ford, it's been Chevy. So that tells you something. I think there were seven Reagans. That's disappointing to hear. I'm not looking forward to that. Oh, I think there's already been like six Bidens. My number two overused in season one, underused in season two. Tremendous impression, one that sticks with me every time I see it. Don't know how you're going to feel about this, but Belushi's Joe Cocker. Over the top, but I think it's Belushi at his best. And I just think it sounds so much like Joe Cocker. When you watch that uh, Feeling All Right performance where they're singing together, if you close your eyes, it's hard to tell who's who. And uh, and yeah, just, just love that performance. Belushi does an amazing Joe Cocker as a straight impression. It's like the antithesis of what Chevy does with yes. Ford. Chevy is out there making it his own thing with its own jokes. And Belushi relies exclusively on his Cocker mannerisms and and mania, if you will, and just, just passion for the music. You know it doesn't do it for me personally. Uh, neither Belushi nor Joe Cocker or any combination of the above. These are just not two dudes I'm a big fan of. But it would I would be remiss to say, of course, this is just very obviously and objectively a good impression of this mm-hmm. person. And it's it's funny because he's doing such weird gesticulations and, and he's, you know, flopping on the floor and stuff. And yet <laughs> it's not that far from actual Joe Cocker. So what's your number one, my friend? My number one uh, is by an actor who has already appeared on the list. But my number one is Dan Aykroyd doing Tom Snyder. Can I interject and say my number one is also Dan Aykroyd doing Tom Snyder? Oh my gosh, please do. What a delight to hear. So if I may be allowed the preamble, in the 90s, I was a late night television addict. And I stumbled upon after the late, you know, I followed the late night wars, quote unquote. And Tom Snyder being on CBS after Letterman when I tuned in, I, you know, I didn't know what to expect. I guess I just expected a regular late night talk show. Holy shit. I didn't get it. There was an old man who was uncomfortably zoomed in. He had, you know, he has that newscaster voice, but the way he speaks is just so odd. Like when he cuts to commercial, he's like, you know what, everybody, let's just sit back for a minute and watch the pictures as they fly by the tube. Mm-hmm what now I want to watch commercials. What kind of sorcery does Tom <laughs> Snyder have? So to go back and I didn't know, of course, at the time that he was a successful talk show host in the seventies tomorrow. Once I discovered this impression, of course I go back and I listen to Dan. I didn't even need to go back. Like Tom Snyder is apparently just Tom Snyder, regardless of the decade, be it the 70s mm-hmm. or the 90s, yeah. because Dan nails the laugh, the weird cadence with with the guests. To Dan Aykroyd's credit, and I don't mean to make this more about Tom Snyder, who is not on the show. Dan Aykroyd is on the show, but he has absorbed Tom Snyder mm-hmm. to such a degree that I just feel like this is a farcical Tom Snyder doing the Tom Snyder show. And for me, man, it's all about the laugh, that yep. weird halting, like almost, I don't even know how to describe it. Tom Snyder would only grow even further in the, in the, in the 90s to look more like a corpse 
that was, you know, on television with that, yeah. with the heavy makeup and the, the combed over uh, silver hair. But holy shit, Dan nails it in every regard to the point where I almost, you know, this is the level where I, I almost feel like I'm not watching an impression. That's how good it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is that good. And I, I was like you were the same age. You know, we've we followed the late night wars. Um, and I recall it was the John Goodman hosted episode where Dan Aykroyd guest starred. He did the Tom Snyder then. And that if I'd seen it on the old show, I'd never remembered it because I didn't know who Tom Snyder was. But uh, but to see it there, it stuck with me over the years. But yeah, you're right. I mean, it was a it was an odd show. It actually it probably wasn't really that odd, but compared to what we were used to, it was odd. And he was certainly weird cadence, asked a lot of weird questions, seemed to know a little bit about every town in America. Just a very different way of presenting a talk show, a late night talk show. Yeah, I forgot that part even about knowing something like it didn't matter. And he had callers, which yeah. I always thought was super interesting. No and studio audience. The crew would laugh at his jokes. Yeah. And and taking the callers and anybody that called in, he was like, oh, you're from this fucking God knows where in North Carolina. You, you must know Ruth, yeah. who makes the chicken sandwiches at this place. It was like excessively bizarre. Mm-hmm. There's, yeah, there's an ex, there's an excellent shoe store five minutes from where you live. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. But uh, but yeah, no, I'm glad we're on the same page for this one because uh, it is so strong. And if it hadn't made either of our lists, I think we'd be in for an argument over that one. Yeah, I think that's head and shoulders above everything else thus far. To be honest, as far as impressions are concerned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just to tease, drop a little tease. We will see other Tom Snyder impressions too as the show goes on. Two I can think of. Oh wow. Yeah. And one of them is not bad. I don't know the other one offhand, but one of them is actually like a reasonable Tom Snyder impression. So it'll be interesting when we get there to start comparing, you know, who does it better. Right now we have who does it, who does Amy Carter better, you know, Sissy Spitzer and uh, I think there were two Trisha Nixons as well. Um, And there were two Lillian Carters. Top three uh, for you, Matt, if I'm correct in remembering this is Jimmy Carter then Gerald Ford, and then Tom Snyder. And for me, it's Richard Nixon, Joe Cocker, Tom Snyder. Yeah. Different enough, because honestly, we haven't had that many impressions that have appeared over three times. So our top three recurring characters, I'm realizing now, as I've been doing research, there's a gray area with like Baba Wawa. Is that an original character or is it a Barbara Walters impression? I personally am 100% convinced it's a Barbara Walters impression, as everyone is. (laughs) Me too. Me too. I don't know why it would be considered a character rather than impression, but whatever. Um, so number three, top three recurring characters, Matt. My number three is Mr. Mike. I'd like to call out a couple of in, uh, Mr. Mike's in particular. Fifi with Gilda Radner. And of course, the one I found most uncomfortable, Jodie Foster. Coming to share an unsavory late night tale with Mr. Mike is the kind of weird, maybe you shouldn't be doing that kind of stuff that I expect from like the last tail end of Saturday Night Live. My number three is the uh, the land shark. The thing about land shark is it's it's funny, it's ridiculous, and it's always, not always, but most often going on here out anyway. It's going to be like a surprise appearance. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe some of this is inside baseball knows, knowing what's coming. Yeah, incredible sketch. Just that's the kind of absurdity that I love from SNL. Yeah, what's your number two, Matt? My number two is... Erwin Mainway. Nice. 
not uh, a big surprise for the thousands that have been following my particular taste for the show. You know, when, when I go out there and do my shitty shtick on the town, this is the kind of, you know, this, this is inspirational to me, as I guess what I'm trying to say mm-hmm. uh, without trying to say it. I, I love his fast delivery. The, the jokes are tight and smart and they're well thought out. And his co-host, wh- whoever he's bouncing off is well thought out. And I really just think it's some brilliant sketch comedy. And uh, yeah, I like Irwin Mainway. Um, the, the real money shot for Irwin for me hasn't happened yet. So, uh, so check back in a year. <laughs> um, also Irwin Mainway, first cousin to E. Buzz Miller and also cousin to, uh, Chris Farley's Todd, the super fan. Did oh, you know that? No, I didn't know that. He has some canon Irwin Mainway, which a lot of these characters don't. My second favorite recurring characters are tragically forgotten in SNL lore in a lot of ways. I think they certainly don't get the, uh, the A-list that I think they should. And it's the Farbers. Larry and Bobby Farber, Gilda and Belushi. Uh, we first met them, I think, if I recall, she turned out she was Bobby McGee in the Chris Christopherson episode. <laughs> um, they're just this middle class. We see them with the Coneheads. We see them with Julian Bond. Um, there's just something about Belushi's a little subdued, but still a little goofy. Gilda has a, a very interesting voice that is big, but not unforgivably big um, i just really enjoy seeing the farbers on my tv screen it's some of the best work that we've seen from gilda and belushi so far and yet kind of a dark horse when you're looking at the history of the show yeah it didn't uh it was on my radar a little bit it didn't land on my list obviously but uh but i get it and those are two excellent acting performances by those people and I guess I'm trying to explain why it didn't land on my list. And I think it's just because it integrated itself in a way that was to the benefit of something else. If sure. I yeah, yeah. Pause. I get the vibe that they write just a random couple and then someone says, well, uh, let's use the Farbers for this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. But I, I've enjoyed them so far very much. Uh, and uh, and it's kind of, I don't know, because we haven't been huge on Belushi and Gilda, but yet at the same time, this is them doing stuff they don't normally do. Exactly. I'm assuming our number one is the same. Is it? Is your number one who I think it is? My number one is the Coneheads. Mine as well, yeah. Good, yeah. good, good. I don't think there's much arguing that at this point. I mean... There can't be. This is like one of, if anything from this era has come out with legendary status for a reason. It is the Coneheads. I, they, they really, you know, it's obvious that they were tempted to beat it into the ground this season. They showed up a fair bit, but every time they showed up, man, Dan and Jane and Lorraine killed it as a trio every time. Like Dan, I expect this kind of good shit from, Jane was a revelation in these for me because, you know, Lorraine, I expect, you know, she can do some weird shit too. Don't get me wrong. She kills it as the teenage conehead who's even more than her parents trying to figure out our strange world. But Jane, who we don't expect this from, the expressions, the, and, you know, it's easy to say, oh, well, she's a straight woman, of course. And, mm-hmm. you know, her character out here is just a straight woman. That's to belittle what she accomplishes in this, I think. She really carried it for me. I shouldn't say she carried it. That's because, they, you know, it's an ensemble piece. But she is 
Wow. She, she really knocked my socks off. You know, um, they showed up immediately and they were, you know, preformed. They had a story. They had three very distinct characters, the voices, the, you know, <laughs> the, the, the latex, which we will go on to hate in some ways, the, the latex masks, mm-hmm. if you will. These are, these are amazing characters with, uh, you know, story of motivation. And you can see why, unfortunately, it wasn't awesome, but you can see why a movie a- actually happened for these guys down the line. You know what I mean? Oh, big time. So, yeah, our top three uh, our top three characters. For me, it's Landshark, uh, Bobby and Larry Farber, and the Coneheads. And Matt, for you? Uh, Mr. Mike's Tales, of course. Irwin Mainway, the uh, scumbag, corporate scumbag. And, of course, the Coneheads as a unit. Uh, there will be some challengers next year, but as of right now, I think I can firmly say that I'm where I'm at with uh, with not much competition. That's our top three impressions up to the end of season two and our top three recurring characters or character bits or sketches, if you will. Matt and I are making our lists at the end of season two, recapping the season, talking about our favorite this and that here in SN Hell. <laughs>